This is the Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Joining us now is a professor of medicine at the NYU Langone Medical Center and author, a Fox News contributor, a dear friend. Uh, please join me in welcoming Dr. Mark Siegel to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Now, I don't need to say uh, much about Dr. Siegel. I mean, he is a man uh, uh, about whom I hold the utmost respect. Uh, he is the author of many books, COVID, The Politics of Fear and the Power of Science, False Alarm, The Truth About the Epidemic of Fear, uh, and on and on. But today we're going to speaking to Dr. Siegel about the Nashville shooting uh, and what what's going on in this country where now the trans people are saying they're the victims, which is, to me, classic left. You turn everything around so you become the victim. So, uh, Dr. Siegel, welcome. Talk to me about this case where three beautiful nine-year-olds and three, uh, two teachers and a custodian were shot dead in a Christian school connected to a church. And Judge, you already hit hit this right right on the mark, which is that you know it's it's always people playing the victim card, and it obscures what the real issues are here that we can actually learn from. Which is somebody was mentally unstable. That person was in therapy. Why aren't we talking to the therapist? Where was the therapist, whoever this is, in terms of determining homicidal ideation? You know, was that discussed? Did she? Did he or she? Whatever pronoun you want to use, have a have a plan. I mean, and 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 were messages being sent that the therapist knew about? And of course, there's a relationship between the shooter, Audrey Hale, and the school. I mean, because she went to that school, or he went to that school, and so all of the the diversion, uh, the deliberate diversion from these issues, have obscured what I'm talking about today, which is. That it isn't a gun that kills people; it's it's somebody's brain that's that's gone haywire. And by the way, it's connected to a gun, of course. So that it brings up the issue of background checks. So there's that issue. You know, should someone like this be allowed to have a gun? How do you? Well, let's talk that? about that, Doctor Siegel. She went in and she bought guns legally in the state of Tennessee. All she had to do was lie. And this is what I've been saying from day one. You got HIPAA laws. She goes in there on. She's not on any medication. I'm sure she says she's not in therapy. She's diagnosed. So they give her a gun because they take her at her word. That's the first problem. Here's the second problem, doctor. She's got suicidal ideations. We know that because she texted her friend that morning and said, today's the last day I'm going to live. She's got homicidal ideations. A woman's buying seven guns and all, and she goes out and kills people. That therapist had an obligation under the law to report uh, uh, what Audrey Hale. And I don't know if she's a he or a she, and it doesn't make a damn bit of difference to me. It's a human being who took up a gun, went to a Christian school, and nobody wants to talk about the fact that it's a Christian school that Audrey herself, himself, whatever, went to. And now they want to say, oh, no, we don't know if it was Christian. Let me tell you something, Dr. Siegel. If this were a mosque, if this were a um, a, a, temp, a, a a synagogue, they would call it a hate crime. They would look at it as a hate crime. But Christians in this country, we are being demoted and uh, demeaned constantly. I agree with you that, it, that that it's a hate crime. And by the way, it being a hate crime 
And you're, you're, we're in your terrain now where you're one of the smartest in the country on this. So I'm, I'm, I'm timidly uh, putting a toe into this. A hate crime doesn't mean that you necessarily have a specific victim, does it? It right. could mean that you're just expressing hatred, a, a hatred towards an ideology, hatred towards your past, hatred towards your own identity. So it doesn't have to have a specific target, you know, a motive for a specific victim. And that's that's me me uh, putting a foot into your water. The other thing that you that you mentioned earlier that I think is really important here is the political correctness of this country. The whole woke ideology of this country is interfering with an honest view of what happened here. You know, you're not allowed to say certain things. If you get the identity wrong or the pronoun wrong, you're immediately disqualified from the discussion. Well, there's no question. There's no question, Dr. Siegel. I mean, generally, hate crime, uh, FYI, is, you know, someone's race or gender or age or sexual orientation. I mean, all of that. But there's no question that it started with Obama and the left politically correct speech and then they started chipping away at free speech and then they started chipping away at the press and we saw it with with the hunter biden laptop where they suppressed anyone talking about the laptop till joe biden who can't put a sentence together got into the white house but let's i want to keep talking about this idea of of an individual uh, who is a trans and you know how how is that seen in terms of the medical community. I mean, there's all kinds of legislation around the country that, you know, teachers are, are some of them trying to give children the option and keeping the parents out. But is that considered like uh, uh, any kind of dysphoria? Well, so let's get to that. And, and I, I already was preparing an answer to that before you asked the question. So mm-hmm. as usual, we're on the same page. Listen, gender dysphoria causes... Uh, issues of mental instability. There's no question. But here's the here's the tricky part. Generally speaking, people in that with, with that type of issue are passive. They're they're more likely to become victims than perpetrators. She, she he or she or they is is definitely more likely to be suffering in silence. But but and here's the but. It doesn't mean. That in this case, where a homicide occurs, it isn't related to that. I'm sorry, we're allowed to say that. We're allowed to say that the vast majority of people with gender dysphoria are nonviolent, but here's one who was. And mm-hmm. could it be related to the gender dysphoria? I think it could. And that's how we have to speak about it, honestly. Well, you know, it's like people with mental illness, for the most part, they're very, you know, they're very peaceful. They're not combative. But then you get to schizophrenia, you know, and then it's a different it's a different breed of cat. I mean, obviously, you can't go ahead. Let me let me let me dig down on this a little. You know why? Because you're living in a different reality. And if you're in that reality, it's an unstable reality and it can intrude with this reality. I mean. It doesn't sound, and I'm speculating a little, it doesn't sound like the the murderer here really, really was in this world, you know? Uh, I mean, he or she was talking about about suicide at the same time as homicide. It was There's a lot of mental confusion going on that somebody who was treating her wasn't really on top of. Right. Well, if that person, and obviously we'll get to the bottom of this, you know, they have an obligation. If they believe that someone is homicidal or suicidal, they have to report that person. 
Uh, and it's easy. And that's why, you know, in some places we have red flag laws. Now, let's talk about the parents for a second. They said they thought she sold her guns, that she only had one gun or she only had one gun left. I don't know what the truth is there, but she was not a minor. So, you know, there's not an obligation of there like there would be if she were a minor. Uh, but, you know, it, we need red flag laws in this country. And I know that a lot of people on the right are not in favor of that. But there's a lot of due process around those red flag laws where you're entitled to an attorney, you're entitled to a hearing. Uh, but it, if you see something, say something as simplistic as that is, you know, somebody could have said something about this. And, you know, seven of those guns. And by the way, they they weren't, uh, uh, you know, semi they weren't automatic. They they were uh uh, they were long guns, but they were not what they've been alleged to be. And I'm not going to get into the definition of it, the, the guns. But there's a lot of warning signs. And unfortunately, when she sent a message saying she was planning to die right then and there, a call should have been made to the police department. But there's no mandate that a friend do that. Anyway, we love you, Dr. Mark Siegel. Thanks so much for joining us uh, this Sunday morning on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. I'll see you soon, doctor. Uh, All right. An honor and a pleasure. Thank you. All right. Up next here on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show, what a day to have this person on as a guest. We've got Laura Trump coming on to talk about uh, the indictment of a former president of the United States, her father-in-law, Uh, Make sure you stay with us right here on the Red Apple Audio Network.